Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. You know, the collusion between the neoliberals and the Republicans to cut social services, to try to find a, 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 ma a manner to call a cut, not a cut, as they screw Social Security recipients, as they screw Medicare recipients, etc. It's on the table, folks. It's on the table. Your vote matters. I repeat, your vote matters. Remember this. I want to read a, a, a start out with a story when we get started. Well, actually, let me say hello to our great people first. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. Melanie Keelan from uh, Barcelona, Spain. I just love to see, I just love that we are on every continent. Barcelona, Spain, welcome, uh, Melanie Keelan. Uh, Keelan, and we also have Bridge Paul Fleming in Atlanta, Georgia. How are you doing, my brother Paul? Welcome aboard to Politics Done Right. We're going to have a great show for you today. Anyhow, I want to start right off the bat with Social Security. We've been speaking about this for a long time. We've been saying these guys are not dependable. They're not honest free folks. You know, when I write at Daily Coast and I used to give uh, Manchin a hard time, they'll remember he's a Democrat. He's a Democrat. And he comes from a state that that is a difficult state for a Democrat to win. We have to hold some slack for him. Well, his people are dependent on Social Security. His people are dependent on the social programs. His people are dependent on many of the programs from Build Back Better that he opposed. But instead of going to West Virginia and selling these things, he knows that he's really a sellout, a sellout to all the plutocratic, parasitic industries who are generally against the masses. Here is a story, because we got to get started right away with this story, because when I started reading this story, I got irate. Welcome aboard Yvette Avery Herod to the chat. Thank you for being here, our resident union specialist, our beautiful Yvette Avery Herod. May Wood is also in the house. May Wood is also in the house. Can't look at FB videos while in show. Ugh, another link. All right, here we go. Biden White House blasts Manchin GOP push for Social Security death panel. The administration is absolutely right said one advocacy group. The Trust Act is a ploy to gut Social Security and Medicare behind closed doors. All right? And here's the deal. The Biden White House made clear on Monday from the... This is from Common Dreams, folks. Always uh, check commondreams.org out. Also support them if you can because... We need media that's going to be real media out there that's going to be real and telling real stories about what's going on instead of a media that tries to hide a lot of stuff till it's too late so that the plutocracy is not affected. Anyway, the Biden White House made clear on Monday that it opposes the creation of commissions to devise changes and possible cuts to Social Security and other U.S. trust funds, rejecting an idea embraced by Republican and Democratic Senator Joe Manchin amid a dangerous standoff over the nation's debt ceiling. In, in a statement, the Bloomberg government White House spokesperson Andrew Bates called the proposal, the proposed commission a death panel for Medicare 
and Social Security, repurposing a term that GOP lawmakers use frequently in their attacks on the Affordable Care Act. Bates said the GOP's renewed push for Social Security and Medicare commissions represents the, la the latest in a long line of ultimatums about how they'll act to kill jobs, businesses, and retirement accounts if they can't cut Medicare and Social Security benefits. The commission in question are central to legislation known as the Trust Act, which Senator Min Mitt Romney, Republican of Utah, Kirsten Sinema, Independent of Arizona, previously a Democrat, Manchin, Democratic, a Democrat of West Virginia, and other lawmakers reintroduced in 2021 and have frequently touted as a potential path to a bipartisan compromise on Social Security and Medicare. Put otherwise, another way to take away your earned benefits because we, we don't want to tax the wealthy who continue to maximize on our wealth. But advocates warn that the commission modeled after the infamous Obama-era Bowles-Simpson initiative or an attempt to fast-track cuts to Social Security and Medicare under the Trust Act bipartisan panels of lawmakers would be established with a mandate to craft legislation that restores solvency and otherwise improves the programs, a vague and highly subjective standard. We can add solutions right now without any new laws. Simply create, remove the cap on Social Security taxes. Why is it that a secretary, a garbage man, has to pay all of his income and pay a tax on all of his income on Social Security, but those wealthy people who constantly make large capital gains, etc., they pay zero to none. And remember, you don't even pay Social Security on capital gains. You see how they get around the system? The rich people, the people who can afford themselves of capital gains? Come on, folks, we got to smarten up. We got to get smart here. The legislation would then receive expedited consideration to Congress with no amendments permitted. So you take it or you leave it. What do you think they're going to do? As recently as last month, Manchin floated the Trust Act as a possible way to reach a deal with the House GOP to avert a debt ceiling disaster. Republicans have demanded steep cuts and changes to Social Security, Medicare, and discretionary spending, which includes education, healthcare, and climate outlays as part of any deal to raise the federal government borrowing limit. Again, Manchin goes on TV. He lies about talking about Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not going to touch Social Security. We're not going to touch Social Security. And what does he do? He then goes ahead and support the cuts in Social Security in a different fashion, the Trust Act. And we're going to create a panel that are going to give recommendations that must be voted up or down. No questions asked, no amendment. And if they, they hold you hostage with the debt ceiling, what do you think comes of it? People, the masses, have got to stand up. Because this is not hyperbole. This is what they're planning. And they're going to use the cover of these commissions and claim, all kinds of claims they're going to use. You know, they have the vice president coming out saying something that looks a lot worse we're going to be able to give, we'll give half of your money into a, a Wall Street account. 
where you can lose everything, of course, but we'll give you half the money. You can invest it in Wall Street. You'll do better than Social Security proper. It doesn't make any sense. It's false. It's a lie. I can do the numbers for you. They like to take a period of time where the stock market is stable. But what happened if you are going to retire when the stock market isn't? And you don't ever recover what you've lost. Remember, it's only the stock money makers that really, really, really profit from the stocks are the people who have money. Don't let them fool you about that. Anyway, Bloomberg Law reported Monday that House Republicans Committee and caucuses chairs have gotten behind the idea of forming Social Security and Medicare commissions in recent days. You better call your congressperson, Democrat and Republican alike. Remember, Social Security doesn't know party affiliation. It just knows that you can get screwed. I don't believe we're going to do what is necessary and right, which is save and strengthen Social Security and Medicare without having a bipartisan mechanism. Representative Joe Arrington, Republican Texas, chair of the House Budget Committee and a co-sponsor of the Trust Act, told the outlet. Social Security works... A progress advocacy group has been a vocal opponent of Trust Act, applauded the White House state stated opposition to the Trust Act. And you guys remember I brought on several, uh, well, more than one person to uh, Lawson, who is uh, the Social Security Works president. I brought him to speak to us on what these crooks are trying to do with your Social Security. We can't allow it to happen. And you notice that wasn't on the news today, was it? No, it wasn't. All these things you don't hear on the news until it's too late. And then later on, you'll have some of these journalists complain about it. And when you ask about it, it's then, well, it's too late now. You know, it's up or down vote. It's for the dead ceiling. We've got to pass it. Oh, it's a rush. We got to hurry and pass it now. They are absolutely right. The Trust Act is a ploy to gut Social Security and Medicare behind closed doors. The group tweeted late Monday, we need to expand Social Security modest benefits, never cut them. And that story, I thought I put it on the screen. Evidently, I didn't. But that story was written by Jake Johnson of uh, Common Dreams. Check it out. Common Dreams is a great place to also get good news that's not going to be infiltrated by the plutocracy whose job it is to keep you from knowing what's going on and what Congress is actually doing. All right, so that's our first story of the day. Welcome aboard. A lot of new people came in. Eric Hayes is in the house. Paul Fleming is in the house. Uh, Bridge MCP, I saluted already, as well as May Wood. Tom C. is back with us. Mike Mark Marsh is in the house with us. All right, let's go ahead and start reading some of the stuff that you have here. Eric Hayes says, egg on 51, liar faces, Washington. The Republican-led House Judiciary and Intelligence Committee demanded interviews Monday from leaders of the coterie of 51, former intelligence officials who implied that the post-bombshell 2020 reports on Hunter Biden's laptop were raised on Russian misinformation. I don't take any... Inf Look, for me... Anything coming from this Republican Congress is dead on arrival. I don't allow terrorists to govern me or to give me information uh, at all. 
So as far as anything emanating from Congress on the Republican side right now, and I'm talking about the House of Representatives, from any particular representative that is a terrorist, which means they were involved in January 6th, nothing that comes out of their mouth will make it on my program because they are terrorists. And just like the United States do not converse with terrorists overseas, I do not converse or give terrorists any action who are currently in Congress. So there's no listening to the wordiology from any of these terrorists in Congress. Okay, Eric? So don't bother, my dear good brother. If you have something from a, a reputable Republican, like Liz Cheney, well, she's no longer in Congress, but other Republicans, even some of the cowards that refuse to go up against the terrorists, it would be okay, but not the terrorists. Okay, great. All right, Bridge MCP, I'm not going to read that. Let's see. Uh, Avery, Avery Harden is in the house. Mary Wood says, good afternoon, everyone. Afraid I have to get going early again today. You've been going early, but you know what, brother? You're here, so thank you so kindly. All right, we also have Michael Rodney says, I'm out with mom for eye doctor's appointment today, picking out some eyeglasses. Give moms our regards. Tell mom, politics done right, sends her a big hug. And go ahead and take good care of those eyes. But from Common Dreams, Michael Rudden wants us to read the following. This is criminal. BP cuts climate pledges while reporting record $28 billion in profits. BP, a London-based oil giant that has attempted itself uh, a leader of the renewable energy. You know what they like to say? BP beyond petroleum. Oh, don't believe that crap. Whenever you hear an oil company talk about anything renewable, remember it's just a marketing ploy. Uh, they are they are not interested because there's too much oil left in the ground for them to make cheap profits. Renewables going to take some investment, some risks. They don't want to do that because capitalist companies do not take risks. The social companies that actually depend on government funding like your universities, etc., they're the ones that come up with innovations. Then after we prove the concept, the capitalist con companies come in and take over. And you know why it works that way? Because of their mantra, maximizing the, uh, the profits for their, for their corporate giants, for their shareholders, etc., has nothing to do with you or me. Remember that. Very important to learn that. Very important to see that that is how things honestly and really, really work. All right, continuing our, our program here. Let me make sure that we got all queued off correctly. Yep, politics and right got queued correctly. All right. Continue with Michael Rodnan's piece. It says, compared to its earlier plan to curtail fossil fuel production by 40% below 2019 levels, the company said it, it now intends to cut output by just 25% by 2030. BP's announcement came a day after the head of the United Nations said fossil fuel companies that can't establish credible plans to sharply reduce carbon emissions should not be in business. BP's decision to scale down its climate Goals drew the ire of campaigners and scientists who stressed that growing fossil fuel production in is imperiling global hopes of staving off even more catastrophic warning. They don't care. They live in their gated communities with private water systems, with private air conditioning, all these things that work for them. Every case is Egberto, but Biden will be in favor of valid information commission to censor others over speech, nope. Again, like I said, we don't listen to terrorists. All right. Tom C. says, in debt calling, uh, if debt calling 
if that ceiling is not raised, defund all the MAGA balloonatics in Congress. Hey, that is a good one. You need to print that one on your next uh, blog, my dear brother, Tom C. And Tom C is one of our, our, the registered bloggers at Politics Done Right's website as well. I noticed that you put something in recently, uh, but I didn't get a chance to look at it. I, I think it's posted already, though. But anyhow, I'll check. Uh, what else have we got here? Mark Mara says, you are a great journalist, man. You have all the facts. Greatly appreciated. We try to do our best. And if we make mistakes, the one thing about politics done right is we immediately correct it. No matter where, when, what we do it. That's our job. Bridge MCP says, wait, if they don't pay and they don't get out, but they are rich. So what? I am missing something. Well, you, 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 you list. They don't care. Bridge MCP, they don't care. Eric says, newsflash, Egberto, not all rich get capital gains. Pensions plans for retirees get them too. No, 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 no. Understand what I'm saying here. I'm saying capital gains, you don't pay social security taxes on it, and you should. With, in, irrespective of where what the money is, but the vast majority of the money in capital gains, guess where it goes to? The wealthy. Don't use that excuse like, oh, a lot of retirees are in the stock market. True, but they're a pittance compared to, the, to what we have, to the trillions that a few people in the wealthy domain controls. Come on, folks. We have to stop letting. You know what these people like to do? This is what they do. They give you a taste of prosperity. And then make it believe like that is propagated downwards. It's not the case. Let's grow up and think. Let's not allow them to continuously give us a bait so that we would be there being their sycophants. There are more of us than them, but they control too many, the minds of too many. They control the minds of too many. Where, in, where is it ever fair that all the people who do the work are the ones who make the least, my garbage men, you know, the nurses, all these people that are the sources of production, the sources of service, and most of the spoils go to shareholders and executives. And you want to call that fair and then say, if we take, if we tax those guys, somehow productivity is going to go down. Somehow innovation is going to go down when they innovate nothing. All the innovation go to paid employees. So the way they lie to you about, we, we want to give these rich people all the benefits because without it, they won't innovate. They don't innovate anyway. The ones who innovate are we the people at universities and colleges and those that the wealthy also employs. We innovate for them. So we don't need them. We have to empower ourselves. We have to be strong in our minds. We have to understand that we, the people, are the ones who make things happen. We have been indoctrinated into believing that the person who has capital, somehow inherent to their being, makes them great. It's the biggest con job that we have adapted in this country since its inception. Well, actually, it was a part of its inception. We the people, they wrote it, but we've never lived it. It is time for us all, all of us, to live it. Remember, when this country was founded, only 5% of people could even vote. You had to have capital. 
They don't tell you that. They don't stress that. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Bridge MCP says, Trust Act. The time to rescue United States Trust Act would create rescue committees in Congress to propose legislation to shore up various trust funds, including the reserves of national of Social Security and Medicare. The committee's proposal would then be fast-tracked through the House and Senate with no amendments and limited debate. See? That's how they screw us all. How comes they never do that with, oh, when they're giving money to the corporations? Like, you know, the corporations are... Uh, put through all their stuff overseas, right? Now they realize it was a big mistake to have all the big chip makers in Taiwan. You know, if China decides to blow up Taiwan, we have to go to war because guess what? We can't allow Taiwan, we're make, who makes most of our chips, right? Because our wealthy business people, instead of wanting to pay our a whole bunch of employees to make the products here. They rather pay the American military to go ahead and ensure that we can keep Taiwan aside to be our Taiwan and other places, of course, to be our manufacturer, our cheap manufacturer. They don't they don't quite express it the way I just said it, but that is effectively what is occurring. That is effectively what's occurring. They don't tell you. But that's effectively what's occurring. Okay, continuing reading for my great audience. We have uh, Paul Fleming says, it's only fitting that the GOP would choose Sarah Huckabee Sanders to do the rebuttal after the president speak. Keep in mind, she lied, 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 and lied. You need somebody who can keep a straight face lying to rebut truth. And Sarah, uh, Sarah Huckabee has proven one of the best liars on the planet. I mean, the only one that's a better liar, I was going to say Donald Trump, but we actually know Donald Trump is lying. So he's not all that good a liar. He's just a, a man who supposedly have money, so he gets a break. All right, let's see. Uh, what else have we got here? We got, but he says, GOP House, elect clowns, get a circus. Yes, yes, yes. James A. Robichow, how are you doing, Mr. Robichow? You have a long one there for me to read. Let's see. Gosh, why is this raise the cap thing still being discussed? Don't you get that the mythology behind Social Security is that each worker more or less funds his own benefits? It's not. And that this is at least, at least if we insist upon maintaining the myth that the payroll tax funds, the payouts, and at least if we insist that it's, uh, it is an earned benefit, a big part of it, uh, of its popularity. If you raise or abolish the cap, while leaving the broader paradigms that you aren't questioning in place, then you fundamentally change what Social Security is in a way that makes it easier to attack. You change it from being a dignifying, again, given the other, con given the other conditions that you are, are not questioning, you fund, uh, you fund your own benefits program into a disempowering and shame-inducing, we take the money from people who were more successful than you were and give it to you as table scraps. Transfer program. Holy smokes. Just amend the legislation to fix the design flaw to remove the limitation on payouts to not exceed FICA tax recipients and we would be done forever. With this fake solvency issue, just like we already are with Medicare plan. Okay, I understand what you're saying. And let me explain what Brother Robert Chow is doing. Social Security is not the, 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 the original intent. So, first of all, 
the message that we get is that if wealthy people pay into Social Security more so than they are going to take out in, in the aggregate, that somehow those people taking out more than they put in, it's a shameful exercise and that it can be attacked as being a wealth transfer engine. In other words, it, it's redistribution. And for those people who think redistribution is so embarrassing, that is what Brother James A. Robicho is saying. Let's not talk about taxing all the monies at the, at the same rate. Here first is, is the first thing. If we were to tax all income or capital, capital gains is income, okay, no matter what you look at it. But let's say we were to tax all income and capital gains for Social Security, in effect, we could vastly reduce the Social Security rate, which is at 14 or so percent right now. You pay 7 point something percent the, the, uh, or 6 point something percent, and, uh, uh, and the uh, government pays another 6 point something percent. Or, or your employer, I mean, pays that. Medicare is different. Medicare, everybody pays 3.2 percent on the total amount of income that you, that you, that you get. All right, that is how it works. But here's the deal. They claim that Social Security is somehow you are funding your Social Security. But in reality, for the very low earners that live long, you will always take out more than you put in, right? But I don't want to get into the premise of people feeling shame. What is the word my brother used? He says... Uh, we take money from people who were more successful than you were and give it to you as table scraps, transfer program. Holy smokes, just amend the legislation to fix the design. No, because I'm saying what defines people who are more successful than you? Let me give an example. I have written several times. The most important profession bar none. And again, we can prove it mathematically, right? Are teachers instructors, people who move knowledge forward. Our society does not deem that successful. Teachers, the most important job on this planet bar none. Of course, we have farmers, etc. That's important as well because they feed us and they keep us alive, right? But I'm talking about keeping society moving forward. Teachers, we don't value teachers. We don't value farmers. We don't value a lot of these people that do critical work that keep us alive, keep us knowledgeable. But the stockbroker who just goes to, uh, may go to college and may not go to college, who knows if he got a friend up in there and they play with numbers. Watch that movie with Eddie Murphy called Trading Places. Because that movie, and I wrote this in my book, that movie has such a special message that it proves to you that the people who make the money in this country are not necessarily the ones deserving of having made that money. It's the rules that we've created that make some more, quote unquote, successful than others. But in reality, their value to society has nothing to do with their economic success based on the way the economic system works. So when you talk about shame a teacher feeling shame because some of that stockbroker's ill-gained worth or wealth is coming right back into our economic system. There's no shame there. A garbage collector who keeps our, our, our country uh, sanitized 
while he's making or she's making minimum wage. So that that bastard at the top of the chain who does nothing for society, just signs a few papers and trade a few stocks can be wealthy. And we want to say, oh, transfer in uh, some of that ill-gained Ill wealth to those to, to ensure that we have social programs that brings people up, that somehow that's shameful. That's not shameful. That's a responsibility to keep society going. We have been so indoctrinated that we look at success from a wrong point of view. You don't have to do something for society to keep society going to be successful. In a capitalist society, you just have to be able to con the other person better. That's not success. That's thievery. That's legalized thievery. And I will, I will argue that I would debate that I would have discourse on that with anybody and prove from a mathematical standpoint that these guys have no worth. The billionaires in our society today, they are not earnful of that billion. There's not one person on this planet that has earned a billion dollars. Notice what I said. I didn't say they didn't have a billion. I said they hadn't earned a billion dollars. Every piece of dollar that they've got is on the backs of those who actually innovate, is on the backs of those who actually create, is on the back of those who actually serve. Don't forget that, brothers and sisters. Don't diminish yourselves. Don't allow them to use Social Security and all these other forms. Do you know what wealth in this country really looks like? We can't allow that. We have to be better than that. We have to be much more in tune with our value to society than that. So, Brother James Robicho, I understand what you're saying. Unfortunately, the premise is wrong. We have to expand the premise to reality. Those who are actually worthy are not the ones in America currently that are deemed worthy to have. And we must change that. There's no shame. And for those of you listening that are on Social Security, those of you that have a meaningful job, that you're going out there and working 40 hours, my burger flipper, I'm not saying a burger flipper should be making what a doctor makes. Absolutely not. That doctor busted their butts off. But that's not where the wealth is in our country. It's in the capitalist domain. Look at what Goldman Sachs is doing today. Goldman Sachs is paying 3.5% interest on passbook savings now. You know why? Because they're right back doing the thievery they did with uh, the uh, uh, credit default swaps with derivatives to make money off of money and accomplishing nothing. And who's going to pay? We are going to bail them out again. We're going to bail them out again. So people, don't look at success as Bill Gates or, 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 or the Koch brothers. or, or, or uh, Don't look at any billionaire for success. Look at the people who created the products that made them billionaires. Those are the successful ones. And guess what? Most of them aren't billionaires. All right. I hope I got to you on that one, Brother Robicho. All right. Uh, Bruce... 
Pollard says, reputable Republicans? Big question mark, absolutely not. Daniel Ledo said, whoa, that is convenient way to avoid talking about Hunter Biden's crime and the consequences to the president. I will not talk about it because, again, it has nothing to do with the president. If you find, if that were, to, if, if you were to find that the president did something illegal, then we can talk. But I'm not getting that information from terrorists. I'm sorry. All right, Mike Mike says, so true. I say the same. They are capital, environment, and anti-life terrorists. They are in 100% there for the wealthy and could give a F-U-K about the working class. Uh, Bruce says, what exactly are HB's crime besides the, the same corrupt nepotism junk that Trump, the Bush children, and many others are guilty to? Exactly right, brother. Eric Hayes says, uh... Biden, and I'm not reading that. Lee Grant says, Egberto, why don't you list these individuals you call terrorists so we can know to avoid them? You know who they are. I don't need to repeat them again at ad nauseum, my dear brother. Uh, let's see. Bruce says, you've got to stop wearing the troll Firom's uh, cologne, Egberto. <laughs> I love you, Bruce. You know that I love you, brother. You know that I love you. All right, continuing here we have. Um, you can, let's see, live it, let's see. Bree says, anyone Congress that denies January 6th and the election are part of the anti-Americans brigade. You're absolutely right. And Joe Manchin needs to be canceled. Bear, Patrick Barron, you got it. We need to cancel him and we don't need him right now, right? Patrick Barron says, Sarah Hockabees. Oh, be nice, man. Be nice, be nice, be nice. Uh, Bruce says, get the mooch to do the rebuttal. <laughs> I know, right? We should. All right. Good afternoon, Egberto, says Patrick Barron. May I, Maywood says, well, I'm afraid I need to get going. Thank you for even having been here, Brother Wood. Paul Fleming says, why doesn't white supremacists think attacking our power grid will start a civil war? I don't know. I don't know how they think. Why do they think that? You, you tell me. I don't know. Patrick Barron says, Arkansas is broken. Yes, it is. Maywood says, I've got get my glasses fixed as well. So hopefully I'll be able to get here tomorrow, later all. Bye, my brother. Persuasive Barrier. I love that name. Persuasive Barrier. It's funny. We're listening to Congress members who have stayed in Congress for at least five years, get free health care and a pension. The same ones denying the public. <laughs> persuasive Barrier. That was very persuasive. And I think you got the statement of the day. I love that Persuasive Barrier. Folks, look up Persuasive Barrier. He's a very persuasive guy. All right, Eric Hayes, Egberto, you have teachers quitting in droves. And does that tell you about the last two plus years? No, teachers are quitting in drove because you, all these damn districts won't raise the taxes necessary to pay them a living wage given everything that these people to do. These people take care of our most precious resources, our kids, and we have to fight about how much to pay them? They take care of the things most important to us. Some teachers spend more time with kids than we do. And we worry about paying them? Come on, folks. Persuasive Barry says, why do you think that's happening in deeply red states, Eric Hayes? Of course, thank you for Persuasive Barry. This floor is yours. Deborah Moyer says, teachers are in part leaving because of MAGA influences. Yeah, they can't teach the truth. They want them to lie. All right, Daniel Ado says, the most important is the electric production and distribution people. All else is irrelevant without power. That's the biggest misinformation, and that doesn't make sense. I can, I can cut down some pieces of wood and heat myself up, can cook with the pieces of wood. If power goes for a while, it's okay. 
So you're wrong. Bridge MCP says, the bottom line is the members of Congress and their staff members are required by law to purchase their health insurance. Yes, they are from the exchange, I believe, right? Or through the exchange, oh, you said it, through the exchanges offered by the Affordable Care Act. However, the federal government subsidizes approximately 72% of the premiums. AVQ says, better late than never. I'm glad that you're here, AVQ. You know we love you out here. Uh, what else we got here? Bridge MCP says teaching or teachers are leaving because of Republicans' attack on books and fake CRT and curriculum changes. Persuasive Barry says red states are trying to push out teachers with public education. They want to reintroduce the failure that is expensive voucher system geared towards theology and want the taxpayer to pay for it. Perfecto, Persuasive Barry. You hit that on the head. All right, James Robicho says, replying to James Robicho, okay, so you are not even questioning the paradigm that I'm criticizing, and you are validating it. You are validating the idea that the currency paid out comes from the tax paid, uh, reinforcing the mythology that I am saying that we need to kill. Why? Again, why not just propose amending the legislation to fix the design flaw and end forever fake solvency crisis. That doesn't mean that you can't raise taxes, but we are talking about the bigger paradigm and myth, and you're not really addressing my point except to reinforce it on your disagreement. No, I, I, I get it, James. I get it. I get it. What I'm saying is I want to blow it out of the water. I don't want it. I don't want it to be a, you know, what is it? Why do they call it? Not a defined benefit. It's called, a, I forgot what it's called. I want it to be a national program that is that is based on income and retirement. Nothing more, nothing less. I want Social Security to be exactly what the word says, James. And by the way, James, um, I would love any time because I'm glad to see somebody who understands the concept of Social Security. I really am. I really, I really admire that somebody actually knows that it wasn't really a or the original intent wasn't some sort of wealth transfer engine until later on when we did things like no matter you know if you were to get disabled you fall for social security there, there are other things that that makes it a, a a transfer thing right but what i'm trying to get here brother is the following i i am all I want is a, I, I want this program to be a, what it says it is, Social Security, a national program based on need. In other words, uh, a retired person will get retirement payments. A person that's disabled will get disability payments. And uh, to keep it solvent, we raise the taxes should be commensurate with the, the, what the whole country needs for these people who are not working. I'm not trying to create louses now. That's not what I'm trying to create, but there are mitigated, there are things that we can do to mitigate it. So James, I understand that if you ever want to, we can actually have, uh, you know, I do, I, I interview both my listeners as well. If you want to do a, an interview with us, I will do a, a Zoom interview and we'll play to our audience to discuss this issue. I think it would be enlightening. So at any time, if you are interested, uh, we can have a, 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 a civil debate on what social security is what social security should be and so that our audience can listen to it and really decide what they really want and elect people to ensure that they turn it into what we really want 
All right. Uh, Bruce says maybe teachers are leaving because they're not afraid of being, because they're afraid of being shot. That too, Bruce. Uh, let's see what else we got. Daniel says Republicans have found a way to purge leftists from teaching. Oh, actually, no, because it's not just leftists moving. It's just teachers are just tired. And most, you know, most teachers are not, are, are actually leftists anyway. But anyway, Persuasive Barrier says, purge leftists from teaching. What an absurd statement. I know it, it, it is absurd. Uh, Tom C. says, Social Security is an insurance program similar to auto and medical insurance and not a savings program. You pay a monthly premium for income for a payout you may never need due to pre-retirement death. Patrick Barron says, my words are true. I do not avoid the truth. Breach MCP says, teaching the truth by union hasn't ruined a thing, but the GOP has opposed caps. Uh, James Robichaud says, replying to Jay, no, you didn't get to me with your response because you said nothing but things with which I can't disagree in the first place and didn't address my actual point. Okay, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm dumb, Robichaud. Give me in one sentence, what's your actual point that you want me to address? Please do. Honestly, please do. Because I must have missed it and it's all the way scrolled up. So please, in a new message, tell me in that one sentence, what is your, your grievance, my brother? Please, I am I'm honest in the way I'm asking you to put that into the feed. Paul Fleming says, Jeannie Thomas. Uh, I don't know why he said that, but you know, uh, we also have... Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. <laughs> Daniel Ado says, think time for you to retire and organize local drag shows for kids. Oh, no, I leave that for you, brother Lado. Patrick Barron says, boom. Patrick Barron says, teachers are more important than politicians, in my opinion. Your opinion will be absolutely correct. Tom C. Uh, says, Eric Hayes, Jared, Ivanka, Don Jr., Eric, etc. have everything to do with, uh, with Dada. Are you blind to the truth? Well, some people do. Some teachers are leaving because some of these kids are out of control. I agree with you there, Lee Grant. Daniel Sell, LOL, our indoctrination agents need to be paid more <coughs> to corrupt our kids. Wah, wah. Persuasive Barry says, I'd love to hear what Daniel Ledo considers not indoctrination. Patrick, Patrick Barron also says, Christo-fascism is bad MK. All right. What else have I got here? I got Eric Hayes says, Humble ISD pay, pays well, but no, they don't pay well. I know what they make. <coughs> they don't pay well. Uh, Bridge MCP says, Persuasive Barry. No, you don't regarding DL. I don't know. Uh, Persuasive Barry says, we, couldn't, we could have also stopped allowing Social Security surpluses being spent elsewhere. Actually, it doesn't matter. If it's spent elsewhere, it's still in this lockbox because it is just moving around paper. Uh, whenever... We spend, when all the money comes into the federal uh, government, we spend it all. Okay, that's why it comes all in, we spend it all. <clears throat> when it comes to the trust fund, there are IOUs. There's no money there, but it's money that we have to pay back, even though when we're using all the monies. Okay, so that's what really is. And the IOU for Social Security should actually be a part of the deficit, <coughs> I believe, if I remember correctly. All right. Okay, let's see what else we got. James Robinson came back and he says, "I well, I appreciate you asking, but I wouldn't want to put <coughs> myself in a position of trying to understand a question while live. Again, I will repeat what I said in every comment. What <coughs> is the problem with just eliminating the restriction on payouts in the first place? Just like with Medicare Part B, which has no solvency crisis, and just like every other U.S. government program. I get it. 
if I understand what you're saying, Robicho, you're saying remove the caps. That's all. If I understand that, because you say, again, I will repeat. I said uh, just eliminate the restriction on payouts, on the restriction on payouts in the first place. In other words, when you say payouts, don't you mean pay in? Meaning the fourteen percent across the board, but actually it would actually drop if we were to do everything. I may be missing something here. Uh, I may be missing something here, but correct me by if you will. Mike, Mike, teachers are more important. We should we should recruit in the best for public schools. I agree. All right, my voice is going. I've been having a great great time with you guys. I need to drink some more coffee. So I tell you what, let's go ahead and play our first video of the day. Wow, it's almost the end. I got to do it now. Here we go. Lawrence O'Donnell nailed it again. I mean, folks, you know, uh, the, the Republicans always run around talking about defund the police, defund the police, as if somehow your safety, something that you need would be at risk because laws are not going to be followed because, again, you've defunded the police. It has always been a lie, but, you know, uh, that is what they like to run on. Well, here's the reality, and Lawrence put it in great terms. The reality is the only folks that have actually voted to defund law enforcement, voted to defund the police, if you will, is, in fact, the Republican Congress. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Republican-controlled House of Representatives has now accomplished exactly two things and only two things. And neither of those two things benefits Kevin McCarthy's constituents in California, in his California congressional district, or anyone else in the country. Kevin McCarthy's Republican House of Representatives has passed no legislation that will ever become law. They have passed bills, but none of it will ever come to a vote in the United States Senate. And so Kevin McCarthy's House of Representatives has been passing bills that will be never heard from again, including a bill to defund the police. One of the very first legislative actions taken by Kevin McCarthy's Republican House of Representatives under his leadership was to defund the police. The police, Kevin McCarthy, got all Republicans to vote to defund are the tax police, the Internal Revenue Service. The Internal Revenue Service is the profit center of the American government. Every worker in the IRS is paid a salary like all other government workers. But unlike other government workers, people working in the IRS spend all day bringing money into the treasury of the United States of America. Massive amounts of money. So Kevin McCarthy's legislation to defund the Internal Revenue Service has been formally scored by the Congressional Budget Office to increase the budget deficit by $100 billion. And it will continue to increase the budget deficit by hundreds of billions of dollars into the future infinitely if it ever becomes law. Cutting the payroll at the IRS will not save the United States government one penny. It is impossible to save the government money by cutting the payroll at that one place at the IRS. It will actually cost the government hundreds of billions of dollars over time forever into the future by cutting that payroll because people who want to illegally avoid paying taxes 
would be able to do that with an internal revenue service whose personnel have been cut so dramatically by Republicans that real law enforcement of the tax code is not possible at the internal revenue service. That is not a new concept. Since the Internal Revenue Service was created, Washington has known the more people we have at the IRS working on tax collection, the more tax money will be collected. Legal tax money required to be paid by law. Republicans do not want Americans, especially rich Republicans, to have to actually comply with tax law. It is as if the Republican Party wants separate traffic rules for rich Republican drivers. Rich Republican drivers don't have to come to a full stop at stop signs. Rich Republican drivers do not have to come to a stop at red lights. If rich Republican drivers have highly engineered German cars designed for the Autobahn that they personally believe are safe at 120 miles per hour, then rich Republican drivers can drive at 120 miles per hour, but working single mothers driving to their second or third job of the day must comply with the speed limit. That is the Republican concept of tax law. The only part of the tax code that Republicans want strictly enforced is the earned income tax credit, which goes to poor working families with children. And so Kevin McCarthy, who now says, we must get the budget deficit under control in order to agree to raise the government's debt limit, has passed a bill through the Republican House of Representatives to dramatically increase the deficit by hundreds of billions of dollars going into the future by making sure the tax law cannot be enforced against our richest taxpayers. But because Democrats still control the United States Senate, that bill will never become law, which brings us to the only two accomplishments achieved by a floor vote in Kevin McCarthy's House of Representatives. The first was the election of Kevin McCarthy on the House floor as the Speaker of the House. That took 15 ballots, but he got that done. And the second was today, when Kevin McCarthy brought another personnel matter to a floor vote in the House of Representatives. Kevin McCarthy got the Republicans in the House of Representatives to vote to remove one of the 50 members of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Is anyone surprised that I am being targeted? So here again, Lawrence hit the nail on the head. Everything possible to allow the wealthy, the rich, the plutocrats to get by, to get by without feeling any pain, to get by and continue to pilfer of your money, to, to continue the lack of taxes to that that they are that they owe, so that uh, you know later on what do they do? They 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 get the tax breaks. After they get the tax breaks, they take that money that we gave them as a tax break and loan us back the money for which we must pay them interest. Do you see the racket? Uh, and who are they coming against? Oh, the poor people who depend on the earned income credit. Oh my God, that little bit of money somehow is really what's tough when we leave hundreds of billions of dollars on the table that the wealthy decided to illegally keep. And guess what? The enforcers, the police, the, the IRS police that should be enforcing that, they want to defund them. So again, the people who have actually voted to defund the police aren't Democrats, aren't progressives, aren't neoliberals, aren't all these others, but MAGA Republicans and Republicans in general in Congress have all voted to defund the police, which means billions of dollars going forward in deficits, billions of dollars stolen, 
billions of dollars of your wealth going into the pockets of the parasitic, plutocratic few. And that's what it said. Uh, we're running out of time, so I got to do the last video that I was supposed to do earlier as well. This one is sort of funny. Check it out. You got to love Nicole Wallace. Nicole Wallace goes out there and she said what she had to say. After listening to uh, Representative Bobert say some of the most ridiculous things about guns, she had to get busy. I want you to listen to this, then check it on the other side. The Second Amendment is absolute and it's here to stay. A recent report states that Americans own 46% of the world's guns. I think we need to get our numbers up, boys and girls. A recent report states that Americans own 46% of the world's guns. I think we need to get our numbers up, boys and girls. Some sick, you know what? What did she say? Oh, that was not cool. Actually, that was cool what Nicole Wallace had to say because she is sick. Some sick, you know what? That is what she said. And you know what? It is true. But it's funny, but let's get serious about this. Here is the reality. How can the, the pro-life party suppose that we know it's, it's fake. They don't care about people, really. They don't care if kids starve. They only care about a fetus because it can create some economic benefits for them while they're running for, uh, in the election. But they don't really care about people. But... They claim to be pro-life, but all the things that they follow from guns to uh, social support, all these things that they, sh they, they believe in is anathema or anathema to live in, to life, to the success of us all. So the fact that she goes ahead and says, well, we only own 46% of the world's guns. We need to own more. You guys have some more work to do. We need to start buying all those guns. And what do those guns do? Kill people, right? And we've been seeing murder after murder after murder after murder. Every day we've got these mass murders, these mass shootings. And we have a congressperson who's supposed to be responsible going out there and telling people, hey, guys, we don't have enough guns. Go buy more. We know who they work for. We know it's money over life. We know it has always been money over life. Pro-life, my you know what. In the case of what uh, Nicole Wallace had to say, some sick you know what. Some sick you know what. Hey, guys. Um. Look, I, I got what you're saying now, Mr. Ravicho. And um, when you said pay out, I was thinking pay out, but you're talking about the government to the people. and But that still would require, of course, uh, that we fund. And the way we fund is to do the cap. Now, I think Brother Persuasive Barrier said that the cap wouldn't solve the problem. Actually, the numbers say that the cap would solve the problems. You have to remember this, however, though, Brother Persuasive Barrier. Uh, we have learned how to redefine income. We define income as wages from the employer. But when we talk about capital gains, we don't like to call capital gains income because we want to reclassify it from a tax perspective. That's not what we are doing here. We are saying income is income is income, which means that we intend to qualify capital gains as income as well. And what that means 
is that you will pay taxes on capital gains. And we're not talking about rollovers and all of that. You will pay taxes on capital gains and you'll pay whatever the social security rate is for the lowest to the highest on capital gains and then fulfill your request, Brother Rubicho, for a payout. You take a look at the numbers, Brother uh, brother Persuasive, and you see it solves every single social security problem. In fact, it, it will drop the taxes on the lower classes because we can drop the overall social security rate. It's about time for me to go, It's and I haven't done any ads, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put one link out again. Please support this program. This program cannot work without your support. You are the ones who fund this program. So I ask you so kindly to go to politicsdoneright.com slash support, politicsdoneright.com slash support, and provide us with whatever option you want for support, whether it's our store, our books, our our podcasts, our what again and what again, what again, our, our uh, videos, become a part of our Facebook, what, whatever. I ask you so kindly to support what we bring to you, which is the truth. All of this is turned into videos and podcasts to ensure that we can promote the message and make sure that people realize that they're already in power to take over as they should so that the plutocrats cannot continue to enslave us antiseptically as they are right now. I ask you so kindly to support us at politicsandright.com support politicsandright.com slash support. Breed says, what a show. Where did it go? Have fun tomorrow, Egberto. See ya tomorrow, guys. Thank you guys for having been here with me at Politics Done Right. We simply cannot do it without you. So I then once again ask for your support at politicsdoneright.com slash support. Notice we just give you this with the expectation that many of you will say you're doing something that's important. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Egberto Willie. I, I tell you what, James, we, we'll, we'll talk. We, we, this is an everyday show, so we can continue talking. Um, my name is Egberto Willie. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. <laughs> <laughs>